Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Frank's backpack. <laughs> Welcome to Teen Girl Talk. Teen Girl Talk. I'm Susie Coda. I'm Franklin Coda. And this week we're Juno. <laughs> oh, also, apparently I introduced this twice last week that we just need to do a little quick housekeeping. <laughs> um, whatchamacallit? Crowning Jewels. Because it disoriented Frank and I and is a movie we've gotten the most feedback on. <laughs> Crowning Jewels never ceases to amaze me. <laughs> I, um, I think we should back up a little bit. Is it? Yeah, that? We're getting some very healthy levels, but how's this? Uh, that looks fine. Um, so yeah, uh, the person who uh, suggested this, Jillian, sent us some hot, uh, some hot takes that we didn't notice the first time we watched this movie. Uh, full disclosure, I watched Crowning Jewels because I grew up with the twins who play the main characters in this movie. What? And my friends and I were curious about it. Somehow a few of the people I went to school with have created objectively bad media like Crowning Jewels and a tacky reality TV show called Not Normal that I then feel compelled to watch. This is an objectively bad film and I'm sorry for doing this to you guys even though you did welcome garbage movie suggestions. Jules, you have nothing to be sorry about. Old Jillian Jules. Please hold a press conference and apologize. Uh. Frank almost knocked over his shitty microphone. <laughs> I'm sorry for referring to Jillian as Jules. I am no longer a public figure. I will now go into the darkness. <laughs> I, I must proceed to the wilderness. Um. Like a Cullen. If you were a Cullen, which one would you think you would Alice. Take? I'm definitely Jacob. Wait, that... Would we be dating? I want to be one where we wouldn't be dating. I'm uh, the big dumb one. Okay, well, Jacob isn't a Cullen. Oh, I thought he was <laughs> the one with the terrible blonde wig. No, that... No. That's Jeremy. Um, no, not Jeffrey. Jeremy. No. Joffrey. No. Jambalaya. <laughs> um, okay, anyway. Uh, the love interest is at MIT, but can apparently tour in the middle of the semester, and it's in, and he's in a math rock band. A friend of mine informed me that Math Rock Band is not a band about math, which is confusing, but that the band in the film still isn't a math rock band. <laughs> I can tell you what math rock isn't, and this isn't it. Jules has no lenses in her glasses. We completely missed that. What the fuck? Jules is the worst. 
Um, this movie was written for these twins, which isn't sounding crazy to me, because why? This is a bad film, and I don't think either of them are very good. <laughs> That's a sick part, Julie. Yeah. <laughs> the twins are actually from Michigan like me, but they filmed partly in Indiana. Um, also, we need to shame Grace for forcing people to watch this movie. Who's Grace? Uh, one of her friends. Oh. One of <laughs> Jillian's friends. So, boo on you, Grace, but, you know, please listen. <laughs> also, I mean, I I had a lot of fun talking about how shitty this movie was. Yeah, that was, like, that was the thing. I, like, we've been doing a lot of softballs lately. Like, yeah. a lot of good movies. We were just like, oh my god, it was amazing. It just enveloped me in light. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and then Crowning Jewels stepped on our instep and then kneed us in the nose. <laughs> yeah, and it was super fun. I was like, guess what? I don't care if you hate it. It gets worse. Um, also, Lemon Sunshine decided to, uh, st- um, step in and said, God, I want to shove Jules in a locker and call her a nerd. As someone who's currently in their last year of high school, I'm going to art school because I'm dumb. She's the type of overachiever who everybody else, who everybody hates because she literally never shuts about school and university shit. Lemon Sunshine, thank you for bringing that heat. <laughs> yes, also, I mean, it's totally true. Um, Jules will never let us forget that she's not like other girls. Yeah. Uh, Kia, thank you for, like, saying this episode was really funny. That always makes us happy. Um, oh, and, uh, Jillian also pointed out that, like, the auto industry's actually doing okay. Well, yeah, you were the one who all sad-sacked it up about it. I, I, I had heard things. Well, you were obsessing about tariffs. Eh. It was like a weirdly middle-aged thing for you to do on a teen podcast. I refer, we were watching an episode, we, on an episode of my other podcast, I hope I can make it through, I've, I said. I'm gonna limit the references to that podcast. I went on a. It's like you're talking about another woman. (laughs) (laughs) Like another sister. Just so you know. My other sister. (laughs) Just so you know, uh, Donnie doesn't limit the number of, uh, teen girl talk references. Oh, so I guess that your other podcast is better than this podcast. I'm going to take a vow of silence for the next minute. Well, <laughs> I never thought this would happen. <laughs> vow of silence reinstated. <laughs> anyway, um... Your big show, Frank. <laughs> it's a really bad vow of silence. Vow of silence reinstated! <laughs> um, anyway, I just, like, I was about to tell a story it's like I went on a date with a young lady and Donnie was just like you're not that old Frank <laughs> so anyway okay um so yeah we did Juno this week uh I, requested by Justine Vow silence broken for Justine fair enough <laughs> fuck you Frank I can't even remember why I'm mad now <laughs> the vow of silence quelled me into complicity <laughs> I guess that make, means you'd be a pretty good monk I guess so. I'd immediately forget why I was doing it, though. <laughs> um, so, Justine suggested Greece or Juno, and I was like, ugh, teen sex with, like, people who could realistically be teens, or, like, rampant misogyny with 30-year-olds who are definitely not teens. And, like, you know, sexual assault references in song. Uh, yeah. So, we landed on uh, teens having sex, which made me wildly uncomfortable <laughs> last time the, 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 i saw this movie was like 10 years ago and i was closer to their age so i wasn't as weirded out 
I mean, the thing is with this movie, though, that, like, you know, we've seen movies that are more sex-obsessed than this movie. And, like, weirdly adult up the teens. Yeah. Like, this is just like, hey, we're teens and we're awkward and we don't understand sex. Um, whereas, like, with Pretty Little Liars, <laughs> everyone's like, by 19, they're like, I'm quite seasoned, thank you, as they take a stogie out the side of their mouths. And, like, while there's nothing wrong with being sexually experienced in your teens, it's not cool for shows to act like teenagers are akin to adults. Because it just gives all the shitty adults in that show carte blanche to treat the teens like shit. Which I don't love. Not my favorite thing. Yeah, like, it's, um... Like, what I like about this movie... Like, because on rewatch of this movie, I never, um... Like, I missed a lot of stuff. Like, because, yeah, this is like ten years ago, I was... 22... So I would, you know, I was only like five years older than uh, Juno, as portrayed by Ellen Page. So I didn't know what was going on. Six years older. Um, so you know, I don't didn't know what was going on half the time. Like <laughs> Frank was consistently confused and disoriented. I mean, that's it's from all the weed. No, but like, I mean, it's the marijuana. <laughs> oh, okay. So uh, the other day we were saying. Um, that our dad would have made the worst, like, undercover detective. <laughs> so true. Where he's just like, excuse me, sir, I very badly need some Mary Jane. Well, first of all, our father does not have a British accent. And the story I thought Frank was going to tell is the one where we're all loud talkers in our family. And so at one point when Frank was young enough to need to be escorted to the bathroom, my dad went into the wrong gender bathroom at a TGI Fridays and upon retelling this story would say so then I walk in and I see the tampon machine and I'm like holy shit <laughs> so I'm, he then left me there <laughs> I didn't know that part like, so, so good what a, what a good prank so how I, old were you 11? No. Wait, why does dad escort No, like eight or seven or eight. <laughs> okay, makes a lot more sense because at 11, very confusing. So then, like, I I hear dad go, ah, and leave. And then I hear the door open again as a woman and her daughter come in. And you better believe Frank grabbed the shoulders of that little girl and screamed right in her face. <laughs> what did I scream at her? <laughs> No, disoriented, I, confused. I just ran out of the bathroom <laughs> without washing my hands. Wait, so you peed there? Yeah, I I, I was just confused because there were no urinals. <laughs> well, I guess as a child you can't be blamed. And so was Dad like waiting outside? No, I think he went back to the table. <laughs> <laughs> Dad took a push a, a little bird out of the desk and never <laughs> You'll figure it out. He's smart. <laughs> Frank didn't figure it out. Frank just chilled there. He's like, well, this is my life now. I guess I live in this bathroom. I live in the ladies' room. <laughs> Am I going to get paid as a, not a greeter, an attendant, as a bathroom attendant? Probably not, because you're screaming in little girls' faces. Yeah, plus that would be child labor. Anyway. It's like a dark turn. So Juno is about a 16-year-old. She's plucky. And the first of the, um, what is Dakota... Jansen Jones. 
Oh, um, Diablo Cody. There we go. Cool. So Diablo Cody, um, around that time was known for writing this, like, I mean, I like, let me be upfront and say I like Diablo Cody a lot. A lot of the, uh, sort of forced slang in this movie does not hold up, as most slang does not. Uh, slang in itself is ever-changing, so it kind of dates this movie, especially since most of the slang was not real, like... Uh, honest to blog or <laughs> um, straight up the sh- the I'm shiz. She said, "Juno says I'm up the spout at some point," which at this juncture is not uh, what we call it slang. It's actually like an old timey word for being pregnant. But so Juno's in love with Michael Sarah's character, Polly Bleaker. And it's real weird to see Michael Sarah in this situation. Just like a lot of shirtless, pantsless Michael Sarah in this movie. Um, how old was he in this? And so she talks about the movie opens with her looking at an armchair, which is sitting in the middle of the yard. Well, the movie opens with. Oh, yeah, sorry, you're correct. I'm sorry. And she's like, it all started with the chair. And then we flash back to Michael Sarah sitting in said chair. But the chair is from a different person's house. So did they fuck in the basement of a neighbor's house? No, I think they fucked in their own, in Michael Sarah's. Oh, we should stop using that word. Okay, I think they made love. Sweet love, because they do love each other. Oh, he was 19 in this. Oh, that's so young. <laughs> so, <laughs> I think it's the vulnerability and innocence that makes it so difficult for me to watch because I'm just like, really, guys, can we give them some privacy? This is a very special time between them. It's not like I feel like the way that Spencer hooking up with her sister's uh, fiance was portrayed was just like, this is so gross. Who cares if who sees it? Spencer's like, I, I'm disgusted by this man. Was Spencer in love with him? Not at that time, I don't think. Stop! She fell in love with him after that? No. He's a philanderer! Okay, spoiler alert for season one of Pretty Little Liars. <laughs> How long ago was that on? Like, eight years ago? I don't know. Um, I think it's safe. It's like saying, like, he, oh, Walter White is Kaiser Sose. People know. Like, he, um, he comes back and, like, comes after them, and then they think... What? They he's think, evil? Yeah, oh, he's super evil. How did I not? I did not get through season one of Pretty Little Liars. And then he, um, they think he's hung in a uh, church tower. Wait, like he what? Fall, they think what? he, they think he falls to his death, but then it turns out not dead. But then he gets shot somewhere else, I believe. Okay. There were so many men and like terrible men in that show. It's hard for me to tell which was which. So pick one of the above. It happened. So. Polly Bleeker, not a terrible man. More clueless, both him and Juno... He's a child. ...seems to be unaware of the importance of contraceptives. I mean, yeah, I mean, like, it was very clearly a moment of passion kind of thing. She says it was premeditated. Alright, well, good. Which is fine. Does this take place in Canada? No, Minnesota. Okay, well, that explains a lot of... (laughs) <laughs> no, it doesn't. Because the woman at the clinic is like, hey, do you want a condom? Me no, I was, was going to say sex time. education. So, uh, sh- 
Then we cut to the reason she's standing in front of the chair drinking Sunny D and or Sunny Delight, depending on who you speak to. Um, not is, that purple stuff. Not the purple stuff. Is that she uh, wants to generate enough urine to take a third pregnancy test. Guess who's the clerk in the... <laughs> I mean, Rain Wilson was huge at that point. That was like the height height of the office. Yeah. Um, and he is... Well, he's Just spouting all this fake slang all over the place. He, home skillet. <laughs> Your echo is prego home skillet. That's one doodle that can't get undid. See, this is the thing. They're so catchy. Also... They're, like, they're all trailer lines. I was going to say, yeah, he's in that movie for exactly four minutes, and all of that is in the trailer. Like, yeah, because then, like, because I think, like, the this fake slang is meant to pull you in from the trailer, because they kind of stop using it after that. Like, after the, like, there's a certain point where they stop using the fake slang. I would say in the first 20 minutes. Yeah. Like... You know, there's the, like, the honest to blog, and after that, it's like, nope, we're going to seriously talk about this baby. Yeah, so... We need to talk about Juno. <laughs> Not the same thing. Yeah. Um, so Frank's like, I know. So then she goes home, and she's like, hey, guys, uh, well, first she calls her friend, Olivia... Leia. Leia. Oh. The, the, Olivia Therby. Yeah. Who, who was the, um new recruit in the movie Dread. It was like a remake of... She has to have been in other things. She was in Game of Thrones. Who is she in Game of Thrones? Um... She's... Um... um, um, um she's a put-upon... Like, she's yet another put... She's one of Castor's wives. And then he gets murdered, and she gets taken beyond the wall. I don't, I don't know why I'm actually, like, I know who any of these people are. Okay, so that happens. And then... She is so good in Dread. That's cool. I've never seen it. Is she a teen? No. Uh, I mean, you, you wouldn't like Dread. It's super violent. Ugh, I wouldn't. Okay. But it does have Keith Urban <laughs> doing an all-mouth-like performance. What do you mean, all-mouth? Oh, she publicly came out as bisexual. Okay, great. Super relevant to what we're talking about right now, which is what is an all mouth performance? Well, he's wearing he's wearing a helmet that covers his face, like <laughs> okay. all his face but his mouth. Okay, that makes more sense. Thank you. Which is, like, Frank is too distracted. Screen time over. Ten minutes less screen time. Like in the original Judge Dredd, he was played by Sylvester Stallone, and like right. the thing is, Dredd in the comics never takes his helmet off. But it's Sylvester Stallone, so he's like, I want people to see my face. So he's acting, he's map acting. Constantly taking the helmet off. Yeah. And you go like, I have the law! Okay, don't make fun of his speech impediment. As a person with a speech impediment, I am sensitive to this. Anyway. I'm sensitive to the struggle of Sylvester Stallone. Um, Leia is a, like, I'd say a very also supportive friend. Yes. So she initially assumes... That Juno is joking that she is pregnant by Polly Bleeker. When Juno is like, Everybody, nobody. really, really, I'm pregnant by Polly Bleeker, she's like, holy shit. And Juno's <laughs> like, yeah. And so then she goes, when Juno tells her parents, well, initially she's going to get an abortion. Yeah. And this is the scene that made this movie incredibly debated about whether it was a pro-life movie or not. Because she gets to the clinic, it's women now, because the other clinic uh, requires a note from the parents. And there is one uh, soon 
Sunyi. Uh, Lee, I believe. Uh, is outside, and she's the only protester, and Juno stops and makes small talk with her, um, and then she said, uh... She, she tells, like, she gives Juno, like, some, says, like, your baby has fingernails, and, like... Which is not true. Yeah. Um, and... It barely has eyebuds at the point that Juno is at the clinic. And Juno also offers to sell her some Adderall. (laughs) And then tells a story where she's like, hey, I heard this one time this happened to this woman who took too much Adderall. And then... And then Suli is like, that was you. I heard that was you. And she's like, great, I'll see you in a little bit. So she goes inside and encounters a goth receptionist who is playing with her... Uh, 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 Game Boy DS. And, <clears throat> like, is spouting all of these lines, like, uh, welcome to women now, where women are trusted friends. <laughs> and so then has Juno fill out a, um application about why she's there, and is like, do you want one of these condoms? They're boysenberry. They make... <laughs> My boyfriend's junk smell like pie. And Juno is unaffected by this and flicks it back at her. Also, flavored condoms should not be used for intercourse because anything else you're putting on the latex weakens latex. So, women now receptionists, rejected. And also, um, unless you are allergic to latex, do not use lambskin. They are not as protective. (laughs) So, that has been your, your... Sex ed update from the idiots at Teen Girl Talk. I mean, when I worked at a pharmacy as a teen, I did like. Who does this fall under HIPAA? Well, no, like I, I'm not gonna say. Did someone called them Jimmy hats. Hell, no. It's <laughs> a horrible name. No, like this guy. This guy was just like, "Hey, I need some lambskin condoms." I was like, "Are you?" And I said, "I'm like, are you allergic to latex?" And he's like, "No." It's like then you should use latex because like those are. Offer far more protections. Like, yeah, but these feel better. I'm like, all right, they're over here, my dude. <laughs> like, and then. And that's when he and Frank fell in love. No. The meat cute of the century. No, that's not what happened. <laughs> Frank's like the boysenberries taste like boysenberries. The dude's like, nice. I don't think I've ever had boysenberry. I feel like boysenberries are a ton like blackberries. Yeah. Does Yoshi look ridiculous right now? He looks like he's falling asleep. <laughs> We're recording at Susie's house, so there's cats. I'm holding a cat in my lap. Oh, he just twitched. Should I get closer to the microphone? No, you're good. Maybe it's okay. You can just hang over my one arm with your <laughs> one leg. Okay, so this is where Juno... Juno starts thinking about people's fingernails in a horrible montage of like, fingernails clicking and scraping on things which would just make me probably pass out from anxiety. And so she decides to leave. Her friend outside congratulates her on her miracle from God. Well, she also just sprints past Suli. <laughs> Who yells, God appreciates your miracle. And so then she, now that she's keeping it, she has to tell her parents. And, um, well, they, what's her best friend's name? Leia. Leia just, like, is there for support. Well, Leia also suggests maybe we can find, like, a family to adopt it in the Penny Saver. And they do. Um, yeah, Vanessa and Mark. Uh, Vanessa's played by Jennifer Gardner, and Mark is played by Jason Bateman before he was problematic. 
Yes. Uh, he has a problematic haircut in this. AKA it's just not a flattering haircut. Well, I mean, he looks he's Mike he, like he's still basically like Michael from Arrested Development. The way he talks, the sides and stuff. Yeah. Um the little talk. There's also um I saw like when they were doing press for this movie, like Super uh, Superbad had come out recently. And he, um... All I remember from Superbad at this point is Jonah Hill knocking the little bottle of lube out of Mike <laughs> Sarah's hand, going, little bottle of lube! I, I watched it's that, forever burned into the back of my brain. I watched that recently where, like, and... Does it hold up? Yeah, it still holds up, because, like, I just love the ending where it's just the two boys, like, opening up about their feelings. Oh, when they're sleeping over? Yeah, and, like, they're like, I'm sorry I didn't talk to you about this. Like, I'm sorry, too. And, like, Jonah Hill boops Michael Zara's nose. Oh, my God, I forgot about that. And also, um, when Jonah Hill, like, (laughs) during, during the soccer like scene <laughs> oh he yells at the one kid because like it's just Jim <laughs> it's like just it's just Jim like nobody cares <laughs> um Michael Sarah is very funny the, did you see like the the last the the one where the end of the world or whatever we saw that together Okay, first of all, stop blowing up my spot on the podcast about how bad my memory is. Rude. Second of all, Rihanna, like, seriously slapped him. Maybe you told me that. You probably told me that. Well, yeah, like, (gasps) he, um... That was silence due to my poor memory. He, like, they were doing the slap scene, and, like, he's, he's like, we're not gonna get it unless you do it for real. And, like, you need to really, like, put into it. Or I think she might have requested that she just, like, give it all she got. And I love Rihanna. She, she just slaps him. Like, that's the slap you see in the movie was so hard he had to go lie down for a little while. <laughs> um, she's amazing. She just opened up a girl's school overseas. And she goes over there. She's Rihanna for president. And Keanu Reeves is vice president. Oh, my God. Cause we, it's such a good combo. Because we, I also found out recently, like, or it was just re- revealed that Keanu Reeves has been funding a number of children's hospitals on the DL for years. They're both perfect. Yeah. So I bet uh, Keanu Reeves also supports women not wearing bras and just letting their nipples be free and not getting shit about it on the street. I'm willing to put that on Keanu Reeves because yeah. that's Rihanna's whole thing. She's like, free the titty. <laughs> and not for men, just because bras are uncomfortable. Go Rihanna. I mean, yeah, like, I've never looked at a bra and just been like, that looks like it's fun to wear. They're horrible. Like, underwires are definitely created by men. I, I, I... Show me the man who designed an underwire, and I'm gonna pop him in the face. I, I remember... Little fist. I remember, um... For this form. I, <laughs> my, my tiny punches. For Anime USA, I cosplayed as, um... Cecil, it should be fine. Um, I cosplayed as Cecil from Welcome to Night Vale. I was wearing white suspenders, and those are hard to wear. And I was just like, "Is this like this? Like wearing a bra? This sucks." Did you get a lot of nipple chasing? No, not really. <laughs> they, not they like hurt. Andy in the office. No, they hurt my back too. Um, are you sure they were too tight? Well, that was the thing. I adjusted them. They, I made them feel better. But it sounds like, like you were wearing them like they were a bondage thing. Basically, yeah. Um, anyway, so they go... Oh, and 
Her parents are played by J.K. Simmons and Allison Janney. Allison Janney. Is it okay? First, when Allison Janney met J.K. Simmons, do you think she asked him like, "What's the one thing in the world you want?" And what do you think he responded? I uh, um, I don't know. I I don't know what you're mouthing to me. Susie, I don't know what you're mouthing to me. Oh my god, fucking pictures of Spider-Man! Oh, god damn it. <laughs> ah, you failed the podcast! End me! <laughs> Let's try this again, because the joke's always better when someone needs to control the punchline and you repeat it. Do you think when they met each other, she was like, what's the one thing you want in the world? Give me pictures of Spider-Man! Oh my god, perfect. Now, guys, just pretend that first time didn't happen. <laughs> J. Jonah Jameson, I've been playing the the Marvel <laughs> Spider-Man game for the PS4. He's such a piece of shit in that. He's basically, like, anti-Spider-Man Alex Jones. <laughs> oh, God. But wait, is he, like, into some Spider-Man conspiracy theories? I mean, he's, like, not the level of Alex Jones crazy, but... Where he's like, I... Oh, my God. There's just so much Alex Jones, it's so difficult to even know where to start. Like, did you hear the thing, like, that went, like... Him and his wife, Alex Jones and his wife, got divorced, and they were like, you know, debating on custody of the children. And like, his lawyer is like, Alex, that's just a character he plays. And Alex Jones is like, No, this is who I really am. And I just imagine this is me. I just imagine the lawyer being like, Well, fuck, I'm getting paid. Who cares? Like, I know for real. Do you think at some point he was like, Well, this is unwinnable. But I'm dug in pretty deep, so maybe I'll just pretend I can still win. Cause like just it, to get some billable hours. Honestly, I feel like it must be what it's like to represent Kanye, where you're like, I'm gonna do my best in the face of a completely unpredictable situation. Cause really, I can only do like what I've been given with, like the best I can with what I've been given. Yeah, like you know. Um... Because Kanye has to have been in court at some point, right? Oh, yeah, but, like, also, or being his publicist. Oh, my God. That would be a nightmare. <laughs> I can't imagine a job where I would feel like I was failing more often than if I was Kanye's publicist. Like, or just... I'd be like, okay, so wait, he's wearing what hat? And he said what? Okay, um, I don't think we can come back from that. I'm going to be taking a three-day vacation, and I'm going to mention exactly why in my away message. Goodbye. <laughs> and then you hear the Simpsons footsteps. <laughs> you see me scurry like you look down twenty floors and I'm like scurrying away. <laughs> the highest paid person in the country who takes the most vacations. I'm like, um, okay, cool. So I'm, like, I'm gonna take a mental health day. <laughs> you haven't dealt with a single crisis. So I'm like, like yeah, I've dealt but- with plenty. Do you know what my week is like? So, I was like, he shut down his Twitter? Thank Jesus. <laughs> I know. It's like the day he like gets back on Twitter, I'm like, I'm sorry, my cat is pregnant. <laughs> they're like, your, both your cats are men and they're neutered. And I'm like, it's a miracle. <laughs> I need to go revel in this miracle that Jesus Christ our Lord has presented on me. And Don't take his name in vain. Goodbye. And at, that, at that point, Kanye would probably be supportive of it. <laughs> He'd be like, we have a miracle cat! And I'm like, yes, where am I going to get kittens? Well, I need to get kittens. <laughs> and I just present him with a fully grown cat, and I'm like, turns out when man cats have babies, they're fully grown. Isn't this crazy? 
I am sorry, I need to take a personal side. <laughs> okay, we have, oh my god, the, so far uh, off the so, mark. So, okay, sorry, just one last bit. Did you see, like, Aquafina hosted Saturday Night Live? What? The week after Kanye appeared dressed as a Dasani bottle. Oh, God. Okay. Or as a Fiji bottle. He dresses as a water bottle, and he's just like, and, like, during Aquafina's, like, monologue, she's just like, yeah, so I was gonna, like, do this thing where I dress as an Aquafina bottle, but that was already taken. <laughs> I love her. It is a very good episode. Okay. Like, SNL has been on point the last, like, three years. Yes. Um, so, anyway. I wish uh, Andy Samberg would maybe go back more. Just, like, maybe do it. I think song. he hosted recently. I'm clearly not following Saturday Night Live at all. Because I'm like, wouldn't it be awesome if this thing that just happened happened and everyone's like, yeah. And I'm like, I'm sorry, I need a vacation for my pregnant cat. <laughs> so anyway, um, Allison Janney and J.K. Simmons are just being just like super good about this, like super understanding about this whole thing. I mean, they are like so understanding in a way that me as an adult who's like, you can get free condoms at the clinic. Why didn't you get the free condoms at the clinic? <laughs> like, um, and J.K. Simmons is just like, who's the father? And, like, uh, Juno says, like, Paul, uh, Paul Bleeker. He's like, really? I oh, didn't think he had it in him. And, like, <laughs> Leia's just like, I know, right? And then Juno's like, not funny, guys. I mean, um... Allison, and Allison and Jenny is just uh, Bren is just like okay we're gonna get you we're going to get you um, we're gonna get you healthy you need to start taking some prenatal vitamins they go like Leia and Juno go back upstairs and this is like one of my favorite exchanges in any movie we've ever watched and like um, uh, J.K. Simmons is like next time I see that Blaker again I'm gonna punch him in the wiener <laughs> and uh, Bren's like you know it wasn't his idea. She goes, you think that was his idea? And J.K. Simmons basically shrugs and goes, give me pictures of Spider-Man. <laughs> and then he, he, he actually says, like, I don't know how this happened. And, like, Brent says, like, kids get bored, kids have sex, Juno was a dummy about it. Like, one of, like, the, the one, like, Juno gets so frustrating upon watching this as an adult. Mm-hmm. Especially because she's such, like, kind of an asshole to Bren sometimes. Like, she vomits in Bren's urn. Like, she constantly gets these blue sh- slushies that, like, she just... It's like, just get the smaller size. It's yeah, not that hard. Like... Why do you need a gallon, a liter of blue slushie? No uh, one does. Not was, me, not you. When was the last time you had a slushie? God, it's been a while. Well, also... I loved them when I was a teen, though. Yeah. I went... I 7-Eleven was, like, such a treat for me. I loved it. Yeah. Like, you know, I love those nachos. Oh, God. <laughs> Call back to last week. Good job, Fred. Oh. Um, but actually, before we <laughs> move... just go, oh. <laughs> before, before we move on, I do want... The saddest A-O ever. <laughs> <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> the longest... What is it? The longest boy? Yeah, boy ever. So, sorry, I just want to, well, I just want to call out my friend Jess for uh, about, I think, two New Year's ago. Jess, for Christmas, got us sweaters, or not sweaters, shirts that said backpack for his applesauce, backpack where he keeps his applesauce. John's got the applesauce that you crave. Everybody get on that juicy John wave. <laughs> from uh, Monster Factory, made by Griffin and Justin McElroy. 
So we took a picture and I tweeted it at Griffin and Justin and like Griffin responded with the longest yeah boy ever dot JPEG. <laughs> and that like you know, twenty seventeen, which is think I think what we we're going into, was pretty garbage, but that was a very good way to start if the rest of it did not hold up. Anyway, so before we move on, like Susie, do you think this is a pro life movie? Or, or like what's your take on it? I don't think it is. I think, like, when I was younger, I thought it might be, but I don't think it is. I think it's more about... I don't know how much of a bummer it can be when you end up, like, dealing with adult stuff when you're still a kid like that. Because, okay, just to, like, kind of, like, get us pushing through, like, the meat of the movie, once they meet... um, I just want to keep saying Michael Bluth, and that's not it. Jason Bateman. Vanessa and Mark. Vanessa and Mark. It becomes clear pretty quickly that Mark is not a good guy. Like, Vanessa is, like, a little uptight and, like, really just wants to have a baby. And kind of the struggle that Juno has on top of being a pregnant teen, having to deal with the judgment of people in her town, and, you know, her parents... I really feel like her parents are clearly just worried, right? Like, when Bren is critical, it's just because she's worried because she can see all of the treachery kind of head of Juno. And Juno's like, ugh, you're being a bitch, whatever. And, like, as an adult, you're like, oh, my God, no, she's not. Oh, my God. (laughs) Like, when you meet Vanessa and Mark, I think the movie takes a tonal shift. Yes. Like, because it's just... It's basically, like, shit gets real, right? Like... It's yeah. winter, Juno's showing, Well, oh, but, the baby's coming. Well, I mean, like, when you see, um... Oh, she's not showing at that point. Yeah, yeah right. like, when you they meet them, like, you've spent about 20 to 25 minutes with Juno. <laughs> so you spend a whole first act with her, and, like, you've gotten kind of used to her. Like, she makes jokes, like, she's not very her serious. Cadence. Yeah. And then, like, she jumps into a situation, like, you know, Vanessa and Mark are of a higher level of, like, they're... <laughs> Mark upper... uses the word yuppie at one point, yeah. and it's accurate. Yeah, and, like, you, like, you know, they're, she makes uh, jokes about, like, oh, give me a Maker's Mark straight up, and it just falls so flat. She bombs. Like, her first night, her type 5 is just not doing well. You know, like, these people are not like her. Like, they live a much cleaner like kind of life and I don't want to say cleaner because I feel like okay. that imposes it like a value judgment I would yeah, say yeah, that's that a good they point. live very much more almost like a there is a magazine perfection to their house yes. like it looks like Vanessa has prepared it does not look lived in there is no coziness that's, that's a much better way to put it everything is white which like god help her when that baby comes <laughs> um no pets by the way obviously so, you know, Juno uh, is, like, very congenial. She runs sort of, like, fast and loose with how she talks. And everyone is uh, very much... She interacts with everyone the same, right? So, like, the way she would interact with Polly is the way she would interact with her parents is the way she would interact with Leia is the way she interacts with these parents. Which, honestly, I mean... You can say what you will, or, like, you know, potential parents. 
that it's not appropriate, but at the same time, if she's going to be doing this, she needs to know, like, there's no point in putting on airs. Like, there is some hereditary aspects that are going to be, I mean, it's part nature, part nurture. Um, so, like, she... And Vanessa's very nervous, because she wants this to work out. It's fallen through before. Yeah. Um, and you also have to, like, it's not said, but, like, you have to imagine there's fertility issues probably on one side or the other. So, um, it's, like, that, that, that's what I give this movie a lot of credit for, is there's a lot of showing, not telling. Mm-hmm. Like, when you see Vanessa and you see the way she acts, you're just like, okay, a lot of, like, I'm getting, I'm understanding her. Um, but anyway, this first visit also starts kind of the relationship, uh, between Mark and Juno, where Mark, like, she's... Mark is a list, Paul. Is that a good guitar? It's a very good guitar. Like, how many bazillion dollars is that? Uh, it's about four to five grand. Like, wow. a, uh... Yeah, Gibson's are. They're not giving her any money for this baby. Well, they they do make mention of like, do you want some other compensation? And Juno's like, like I'm selling him. No, thank you. Oh God, look, carrying a baby is hard work. Yeah. I look. I I'm not saying she should extort them, but if he is pissing away money on a four to five thousand dollar guitar. And doesn't professionally play in a band, they can give her a little something. <laughs> um, anyway, like maybe just like a thank you nod, <laughs> a stern nod from across the room, <laughs> a condescending pass. <laughs> so, um, but what happens after she gets the ultrasound is she's super excited, which I totally get because, like, as a sixteen-year-old. Carrying a baby has to be pretty stressful, and there are not a lot of people that are giving you a pat on the back for doing a good job. Yeah, like, uh, she she's, says she's referred to as the cautionary whale, and so which like, sucks. Yeah, and we see a scene where like an administrative worker in the school office is like glaring her down, which sucks. Like, lady, it's not your kid. You don't get to have a vote. Sorry. And so when she goes to Mark and Vanessa's house to show them the ultrasound, I didn't realize it was an hour away. I've seen this movie, I can't even tell you how many times, and I didn't realize that she, she like, really drove to the middle of nowhere. And so... <laughs> There's a fun scene of watching them drive the van, like, watching J.K. Simmons drive the van. I'm like, oh, that's way more interesting than any of the road trip scenes from Crowning Jewels. <laughs> can't get over how much you hate that movie, huh? It's, I think it's the bottom. Like, I think that's the worst movie we've ever watched. I know, because, like, even something that was, like, low budget, like, Ice Girls, we loved. Yeah. Because it was so weird. That one was just so bland. It was like eating porridge that had been watered down. And then someone might have spit in. Yeah. (laughs) You always have a sneaking suspicion that something worse happened. (laughs) Something's happened here. (laughs) There was a fire fight! (laughs) Oh, but, like, during the ultrasound, um, the ultrasound technician, like, finds out that Gina's going to give the baby up for adoption. Yo, that one's a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) I can't say that word, but I agree. Yo, Um, but again, there's this, like, value judgment that's placed. Yeah. Like, where she's like... I've seen this a lot. Oh, have you? Really? You've gone into people's homes. You've seen how they live their lives. You're going to say that a teen mom is by default worse than 
you know, someone who's whatever you would consider age appropriate. Yeah, Bren, Bren says, like, maybe this person is... <laughs> oh, my God. And this is where Bren is the super mama there, and she's looking out for Juno. Yeah, and, and let's also, like, I, I... You know, it's also, like, Bren is is Juno's stepmom. Like, yeah, her real mom abandoned her and sends her a cactus, which is horseshit. Yeah. Um, what is with moms and cactuses? Because, like, in... The Twilight movie. Yes! <laughs> Mom gave me this cactus. I think confusing. It, I, thi- I think it's because it's a plant you can't fuck up. Says them. <laughs> I can tell you as a cactus murderer, it's kind of hard to keep them alive. I, you can't order them at all. But sometimes they need order. It's very confusing. I, I stabbed one once for some reason. Why? I don't know. I was young and, like, Call angry. the police. Whoever's listening to this, call the police and, and report Frank. The thing was, I kept watering it, and it kept living. Just with a hole in it. Look at this abusive murderer I'm sitting with. I know. I don't know what I was doing. Anyway. Um, so, yeah, Bren just, like, shuts this person down. But she also calls Juno a dumbass. <laughs> Which, you know... Juno deserves, like, like, I feel like Bren, it's okay to call, like, call her a name once in a while. Yes. Um, so anyway, she goes out, uh, to Mark and Vanessa's house. Um, this is, like, the second of, I want to say, like, four trips Juno makes. And after this trip, so, like, as an adult, reading the subtext into this is pretty simple. Like, Mark's like, oh, Vanessa's home. You need to go. Suspicious. Yeah, hey. Juno being a child doesn't realize that clearly Mark knew this wasn't cool from the jump. Vanessa comes in and is like, hi, is everything okay? What's going on? Why are you here? Because it's inappropriate for Juno to be there. And she's like, oh, we've just been chilling. Look at this. Look at the ultrasound. And she's like, okay, Vanessa. And then Juno's like, I'm going to bounce. Bye. And Vanessa looks at Mark. In an expression I can only read as, so you're back on your bullshit. I, um, have seen that expression when I've hung out with friends, like, before. Like, between couples, and you're like, oh, I can't get out of here fast enough. Yeah, it's time for me to go. It's like, jump out the window levels of time to go. So, then... (laughs) You're just like, what was that crash? Frank was like, okay, let's fight now. (laughs) So, when Bren... When Juno gets home, it's late. She has a slushie, again, the, the super big size. And Bren's like, hey, where have you been? I've been worried. And she, she says, where the hell have you been? Like, it's a demand. Yeah. And so Juno's like, oh, it's just super chill. Hanging out with Mark for a couple hours. <laughs> and Bren is just like, you can't do that. Bren's like, it doesn't work like that. And Juno's like, what are you even talking about? Mark is chill. We watched a horror movie. And she, Brent's like, why were you out there in the first place? And Juno's like, I told you, super chill. JK, don't even worry. And I don't mean JK Simmons. Get me pictures of Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> so then she storms out of the house. First she pours that blue slushie in that urn that is now probably rife with ants and bees. <laughs> Is this why you, do you want bees? This is how you get bees. <laughs> Are you gonna release the dogs or the bees? All the dogs with bees in the mouth. When they bark, they shoot bees at you. <laughs> and so then, um, what should we call it? Uh, she goes over to Blinker's house. Like she says, some super not great stuff about Blinker's mom. Yes. Calls her a hobbit. Um, <laughs> I mean, 
Blaker's mom doesn't like her because she's strange or whatever. And, and now pregnant. Yeah. Like, and I feel like the subtext of why Bleaker's mom doesn't like her is because Juno's family does not have money. Well, I would also say, like, yeah, I believe that's also it, but also, like, she... I, I was always... my The question I had while watching this was always, like, um, does Bleaker's mom know that Bleaker's the father? Yeah. Because, like, if he is, like, does that mean, like... Uh, Juno's family is going to come looking for some money. Yeah. Um, but, like, so, like, Juno has to, like, race up the stairs to get past her and whatnot and, like, slams the door in her face and they hang out and, like, Bleaker's like, oh, like, Bleaker sleeps in a race car bed. <laughs> Susie, Susie pointed this out to me. Like, I didn't know. And Frank's like, that's why they didn't bang in the bed. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like, um, anyway, and, like, they had this conversation about, like, uh, Bleaker's like, are we going to get back together? And Juno's like, were we together? Which is, like, a pretty valid question, because they definitely were not. Um, and then, like, he, um, they're talking about prom, and she's like, you should take Katrina DeVore. Like, she's very dismissive of, like, what's going on. Well, yeah, because after that situation, like, I mean, obviously, Bleaker doesn't know how to respond to, I got someone pregnant, so responds by doing nothing, and... Like, looking at a yearbook holding her underwear in his hand? Oh, God. <laughs> when he opened his palm, and those were, like, definitely kids' panties, like, little girl panties, I was like, Satan, take me now, this is too gross. It's... It's... Was he just sniffing them? What the fuck? I don't know. It's so weird. Frank's so upset right now. He's so uncomfortable. <laughs> Completely dissociated. <laughs> Two weeks in a row. <laughs> anyway, um... So, yeah, like, they're still trying to figure things out between them. Um, at another point, like... She, um... She finds out that, like, she sees Vanessa at, like, a mall when she's out with Leia. And Leia's like, this is all boring. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, like, Vanessa sees her and, like, asks how things are going. And then she, like, like gets, she wants, she, the baby isn't kicking for her. And that upsets her. And Juno does something really nice where she's like, try talking to it. Yeah. And, like, she starts talking to the baby and, like, it does start moving, and, like, like, people say Jennifer Garner isn't a very good actress, so I was like, I... She starts crying, doesn't she? Yeah, like, it's a really moving scene. I think that she's consistently typecast as, like, frigid or whatever. Yeah, like, somebody was saying, like, after Peppermint, like, one of was just like, why haven't I seen Jennifer Garner in a lot of things? And then, like, they, like, says, like, watches Peppermint, it's like, that's why... But also, Peppermint was not a very good movie. <laughs> Peppermint was racist. That yeah. was the main problem. It was not about Jennifer Garner's acting. I would really love to know why she picked a role like that. Like, who lied to her and told her that was a good idea? They they were probably just framed as, like, this is going to be, like, Lady John Wick, which it started looking like. And then it's like, hey, remember how John Wick mostly killed white people? Almost exclusively? Yeah, we didn't tell her this time. No, we, yeah. we basically just made Death Wish, but, like, we were. <laughs> and like, Wimmers. and Dave, Death Wish is already super bad. Anyway, so the remake of Death Wish was super crazy racist. 
Um, I can tell you. Okay. Um, so anyway, just there's not much left to this movie, honestly. Like, um, she goes back to uh, like they have a confrontation about Katrina Devore, where <laughs> like you know because he's asked her out. And um, he's like, I still have your underwear, which is super gross. <laughs> and then... Please see five minutes ago when we talked about the Gendron. And Gino's just like, I still have your virginity. Whoa! <laughs> 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 oh, Yoshi, I'm so sorry. That Yoshi's was my air horn noise. Yoshi's face is so good. Um, <laughs> she, goes back, she goes back over to see Mark. Like, they start slow dancing after they talk about the prom. Vanessa, I'm dead inside. <laughs> Vanessa comes. Oh, and although I love, like she throws back in his face, like I, I bought a Sonic Youth, another Sonic Youth album. It's just noise, which is a pretty fair reaction to Sonic Youth. Yeah, um, I love Sonic Youth, so I disagree. Yeah, no, but like, one of my favorite pits, Ryan M says he's like, these buttons make noise all the time, you know, but like, you know, it's like, er, er, but like, yeah, they're supposed to, like they're not supposed to, unless you're in Sonic Youth. Yeah. Anyway, um... Oh, Ryan. Vanessa... Vanessa comes you home. Mandy Moore got remarried. Do you think Ryan Adams is sad? I think he's trying to work it out with Taylor Swift. Stop. He's... Lo- he's too old. He can't do it. Well, what do you think 1989 was about, Susie? Hey, have you guys heard that Dane Cook is dating a teenager? Gross. He's 40. Gross and unsurprising. I know. I and- hate Dane Cook. I saw him in that American meme movie, and I was like, why are we still talking about Dane Cook? He's literally talking about his meteoric rise from MySpace. MySpace! I, I saw this guy doing an impression of Dane Cook. I might have mentioned this on the podcast before. He's just like, what if your donkey just had a butler? <laughs> the impression of it's so good. But then he's just like, I'm that guy who beat you up in high school, and now I'm famous. <laughs> I, I will find it. Okay, good. You have to post it because we cannot give notoriety to Dane Cook when the real jewel in this is the impression of Dane Cook. <laughs> um, but anyway. Oh, the other thing is, because um, I was about to say, if anyone can explain to us why they might like Dane Cook, please write into realteengirltalk at gmail.com. Yeah. Jillian wrote the most amazing email about why she loves NCIS, and I'm like, oh my god, can people just start writing me essays about why they love stuff? Because I get it now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, if we've slagged off on something you love, and you just want to express to us why you love it... I'd love to read that essay. We love... I'll nail you some gold stars. <laughs> we love people just being passionate about the things they love. It's and, so true. And, like, you know... I am passionate about passion. Yeah. The um, worst thing you can be is schmeh. Yeah. Schmeh. Um, but, like... Okay, so Vin- Jason Baseman is a real piece of shit. Like, he's just like, I'm not sure if I want to be a dad. And, like, Juno... Juno, who has had him solidly in... You are an adult. You are in the adult box. While he has been treating her like a contemporary, which is not cool, because there's over a decade between them, and she is completely disillusioned with his bullshit, and I feel so bad for her. Yeah, she like she watches their marriage crumble, like, and also watches the prospect of like giving this baby to a good home. It's still going to be a good home. It's just going to be a well, single parent home. Also, well, wait, wait, she's betrayed by a friend. But the, okay, well the thing. The thing is, like, you know, I'm not trying to say it's like single parents, like, I'm not trying to say anything about that, but like, you know, 
my thought at the scene was that she was going to, like, she's also like, Vanessa's not going to want to do this now. Like, everything's gotcha. gotten ruined. Um, I always knew that Vanessa liked that potential baby better than Mark. I would, too. But, like... <laughs> she's like, bye, Mark. <laughs> um, Gino starts, like, driving away. She pulls over the side of the road and just cries. And she has a full cry moment. That's why she. I think she says, I'm sorry, like, to her baby. Because, like, she's like, I'm sorry I screwed this up. And, like, as a teenager, I can totally get that, that she's like... Well, it must have been something I've done, because how could an adult be such a shithead? And I'm sorry to tell you, Juno, but that's just sort of how that works, is that uh, adults are shitheads. She drives to a 7-Eleven, spends some time uh, sky-staring, um, drives back there, leaves them a note, leaves Vanessa a note that says, I'm still in if you are. Yeah. Um, then she goes home and has a wonderful conversation with her dad, where he says, like, a person's gonna, uh, the person who really loves you is gonna love you no matter what. Mm-hmm. Like, um, and he's like, she's like, I gotta go. He's like, yeah, but you have somebody who does it. You're, you're DAD. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, bye, dad. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, so she drops off a bunch of Tic Tacs at, uh, Bleaker's house. Um, next day she shows up at one of his, uh, practices and says, like, I'm in love with you. And they start making out. Leia has a really great line. She's like, you go into premature labor labor from sucking face like that. <laughs> and then she gives her, uh, Gino gives her the finger. Yeah. Then um, Gino delivers the baby. And uh, Vanessa, this is another great exchange where she's like, how do I, how, <laughs> how do I look? Like, um, Bren sees Vanessa holding her son for the first time and just says, how do I look? And she's like, you look like a mom. Scared shitless. Oh, it's so good. Um, if Brent said that to me, I'd be like, ah, <laughs> I lost the Jenny. <laughs> um, so, uh, do you want to take a picture of me and my son? We <laughs> I'm en- holding Yoshi like a baby. <laughs> we <laughs> end. <ridiculous. laughs> we end. <laughs> we end with, um, we end with Juno and Bleeker uh, playing a song. Uh, Bran has gotten the dog she always wanted. It's a Moldy won. Peaches song. Yeah. Um, anyone else but you. Um, Bran has finally got the dog she wanted. Vanessa's got the baby she wanted. Everybody seems to be doing pretty okay, which I'm glad to see. Um, I also want to point out that uh, they <laughs> there's a point there's some guy who gives Juno shit at the beginning of the movie named who's name is Steve Randazzo. His, he's played by Daniel Clark, who played Sean on Degrassi. Yes, Degrassi's the new madman, huh? Try to bite my steez, talk about well, your other friend. Canadian movies, like, movies made by Canadians Whoa. are gonna have a Degrassi alumni here or there. Because um, I saw his eyebrows, I'm like, I know those eyebrows. <laughs> I know who that is. <laughs> it's Daniel Clark. I see you. <laughs> um, so... Next week is our 100th episode. Woo! We're going to do the movie Bumblebee. Woo! Thank you, Andrea, for that. It's Andrea. Do it again. It's live. <laughs> Fuck it, we'll do it live. <laughs> Thank you, Andrea, for that wonderful... Andrea! <laughs> How do we know? Okay. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Woo! Thank you, <laughs> Andrea, for the um, email. 
you know I love that hot goss. <laughs> um, and everyone who's been sending in emails, it's been amazing. I, I'm feeling the real teen girl talk at gmail.com. <laughs> Inbox love. Um, if you have any predictions about what might happen in Bumblebee, hit us up. I'd love to hear them. I think that John Cena is probably going to die in this movie. I think he's probably going to get naked. No, it's PG-13. He can't. I think he's going to be shirtless, even though it would make no sense. He's going to pull off his shirt dramatically at some point to prove a point. And I think that Bumblebee might twerk. I mean, if it was still Michael Bay, I would say yes, but I think it's a different person. Yes. Well, we know, because Andrea sent us that email saying it was. Okay. Apparently, he had a rap career. (laughs) His name was Chili T. T E E. Um, uh, if you'd like to donate to our coffee, it's ko-fi.com slash teengirltalk. The links for the Facebook group and page are in the description. I have another podcast, as I mentioned, called I Hope I Can Make It Through. Oh, a thousand times. Susan. But I'm not jealous. Um, and... <laughs> it totally took Frank. Listen to Frank's other podcast. Degrassi is great. Frank and Danny are great. Donnie. Donnie. Okay, listen to Frank's other podcast. Degrassi is great. Frank is great. Donnie is great. Yeah. Um, anyway, till next time. I'm Susie Coda. I'm Franklin Coda. Team Coda. Part-time lover and a full-time friend The monkey on your back is the latest trend Don't see what anyone can see in anyone else But here is a church and here is a steeple We sure are cute for two ugly people Don't see what anyone can see in anyone else But both have shiny happy fits of rage I want more fans and you want more stage Don't see what anyone can see in anyone else But I'm always trying to keep it real Now I'm in love with how you feel I don't see what anyone can see in anyone else But I kiss you on the brain in the shadow of the train Kiss you all, starry eyed, my body swing from side to side. I don't see what anyone can see in anyone else. The pebbles forgive me, the trees forgive me. So why can't you forgive me? I don't see what anyone can see.